Hi, I'm Eric Dewey. And this is Steve O'Mooney. And I'm Matthew Renfro. And we're Socially Awkward. You're listening to another great production on the Four Eyed Radio Network. Check out more shows at foureyedradio.com. Today on Ranger Command Power Hour. Yellow. Hello, the artist formerly known as the Cinema Slot. Uh, so many jokes already. I totally get it, man. Yeah, like, I was sitting there talking with uh, my friend Jillian about it, because we were playing Overwatch together, and I was like, yeah, I think I want to change my Twitter handle, because I don't, I don't do the Cinema Slob anymore. The Cinema Slob is a defunct entity that needs to go away now. You're so harsh on it. Yeah, I just was like, it's not me anymore, you know what I mean? I'm just, I'm Zach Lavoy, also known as Zach Lavoy. Zach Lavoy. <laughs> that is horrible. <laughs> In the show notes, I put also known as the cinema <laughs> Question mark. Where's the baby? He's getting ready. <laughs> He's got to be he show did, ready. He, no, seriously, like Rachel's getting him ready for his podcast debut. <laughs> oh my god. Not even kidding. She's putting him in an outfit and everything. Yes. It went from a round table to a coffee table. Doug sent me a message to Skype. Beep boop. What does beep boop mean? Yeah. <laughs> I add shut, to group call. Shut the F up, R2D2, and get in the call. Beep boop. Beep boop. Beep boop. What are we doing to our son? <laughs> Just lifetime of humiliation. It's fine. <laughs> Come to daddy. Zach, yes. even if you. Oh. Even if you sent oh, a friend request, oh my god, baby. Oh. Nothing nothing else matters in this podcast. No. It's baby. Oh my god. Wait, is, is that little dinosaurs? That might be little dinosaurs. Mama's oh. helping. <laughs> oh. Oh, hey. He looks and so sick. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> hey, buddy. Oh. Oh, you your your baby. Oh. Uh, oh, yeah, they're going crazy, honey. That's the real test of a anarchy helmet is putting in the middle of a tornado. <laughs> Spoiler alert, it's not going to hold up. <laughs> Should do that in a Facebook review, like a fake Facebook review for anarchy. <laughs> but but how does it work against a flood, a basement flood? <laughs> not very effective. <laughs> Tried to use my helmet as a flotation device. <laughs> 25 minutes of CPR later and brain damage. I like pizza. I was stuck on an island for five years in this helmet and nothing. <laughs> and now on Ranger Command Power Hour. Hey, 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 It's the Ranger Command Power Hour. It's morphing time! Ha! Today on the Power Hour, Episode 70, Ranger Roundtable, Suit Up, recorded on June 6, 2016. Welcome to the Ranger Command Power Hour on the Four-Eyed Radio Network. Some Ranger Up with your hosts. I'm Eric, also known as Trekkie B47. And I'm Zach, also known as, well, Zach now, I guess. <laughs> the Cinema Slab? Question Not quite. Today's podcast is brought to you by Gamefly.com. Sign up for a premium, free, 30-day, one-game-out trial, specifically for our listeners, at GameFlyOffer.com slash RangerCommandPH. 
Today we have our fourth Ranger Roundtable. It's more like a Ranger coffee table at this point. <laughs> uh, discussing the latest reveals for Saban's Power Rangers movie and all the news that we missed in the month of May. So joining us, we have Chris, also known as Kickback from Toku Nation. And Baby, Say hello, sometimes. And Optional Baby. Sometimes uh, Baby. Hello. We also have Doug, also known as Doug Watchin. Yeah, hello. And for the first time on our show, we have Shane from the Ranger Pride podcast. Hello. Welcome, Shane, and welcome to all of you to the Ranger Roundtable. <laughs> to, to our Power Morphicon <laughs> hotel room group. <laughs> That's essentially what it yeah. is. That's actually true. So how's everyone doing? Great. Right. Good enough. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm having first world Pokemon problems right now, so... Oh, like, those are the yeah. best slash worst problems. Right? Are you also what playing problems? Pokemon right now? Whoop. I'm always playing Pokemon. <laughs> like, I have two DSs on me at all times, so... <laughs> Oh, that reminds me, I have to download the mythical Pokemon for this month. <laughs> and that's well, my contribution to sidetrack the show into Pokemon Talk, like I do my own. Welcome to the Pokemon Hour Hour. Poke Command? I don't know. No, it's actually kind of funny. I was out with my girlfriend yesterday, and she wanted to go to GameStop for some reason. I'm like, well, oh, why do you want to go to GameStop? Because normally she, she doesn't want to go, and she's like, oh, I want to look into a price for a Nintendo DS because I really want to play Pokemon. And I'm like, oh my yes, god. Yes, yes. It's everywhere. Put a <laughs> ring on that right now. <laughs> Sooner than you think. Ooh. Ooh. That'll be cut. Moving <laughs> on. <laughs> yeah, so last month we did our Ranger commentary episodes and just kind of took a break from all of the Ranger Nation stuff and all the news. But we're diving right back into it, and we're going to catch up and discuss all the news that happened in the past month. But the big thing we're going to talk about are the suits and our reactions to it for the actual Power Ranger movie suits. So on May 5th, Entertainment Weekly released the movie suits image. They also posted an article, and part of the article read, The outfits are visual throwbacks to the franchise's long-running mythology. The show was about kids coming of age, about metamorphosis. Director Dean Israelite says these suits needed to feel like they were catalyzed by these kids and their energy, their spirit. The spandex free makeover also helped set the film apart from other big screen franchises to quote. It's tricky finding a new language for a superhero costume. Production designer Andrew Menzies from G.I. Joe Retaliation admits Ours is an alien costume that grows on them. That's not man-made. You can't win everyone over, but we are trying to appeal to a more mature audience and gain new fans. Okay, so it's been a month now that we've all had time to digest these suits. So let's just talk about them. What you like, what you don't like. I guess I'll go first. Sure. So when I first saw the image, of course, as I see every image for the movie, as I'm half waking up on my Twitter feed as I'm looking at my phone... (laughs) And I thought, what the hell am I looking at? And then I realized as my brain woke up, said, oh, those are the suits for the movie. And at first I was very like, God, I don't know. I hope they're not all just CGI because that's going to look terrible. And of course, now that we've seen the on-set photos of the real physical suits, that makes Mm -hmm. me slightly more optimistic. To be honest, they've grown on me. I really dig the whole negative space in the chest that looks like it's a galaxy or something going on in there. 
that gives it a real sense of like power or, or alien power. To me, the suits started out as meh, but then they kind of grew on me. I kind of had a negative reaction at first. I didn't really like the over CGI because the, the image they released, that was, you could tell that was just a CG render of the suit. So it was as close as physical that they could reveal at the time. At first, I didn't really like the helmets, mainly because aside from the pink and the red rangers, I don't think the helmets really reflect the helmets that we know and love. The suits look all right. I I think it's an interesting organic design. I think Weta did some interesting concepts. And once I actually saw the set pictures of the physical suits, I felt a little better about it. You could see that they had like visual effects markers on that chest area or, or wherever they have that kind of transparent galaxy effect. So obviously that will all be added in post. I'm really interested to see what the final product is and, and how they pull off that image because it looked really interesting in the preview image. When this news first came out, I think I saw about 50 different callbacks to Iron Man and, and all those jokes. Mm-hmm. And someone pointed out how the Red Ranger looked a hell of a lot like Lord Zed especially with some of those silver highlights on their armor. And then if you notice on that image of the suits, there's going to be like this blue energy webbing or lines that are integrated in the suit. So it kind of looks like power is flowing throughout the suit. It'll be interesting to see what the final product is after all the CGI that's applied to it. But I'm glad that there's actual physical suits that Weta built and it's not going to be 100% CGI. I just wish that the helmets were a little bit more in line with what we know and love from the Power Rangers. Yeah, I was initially worried that there was going to be too much CGI, but the images showed us pretty quickly that that wasn't going to be the case. I had a pretty different reaction, I think, because I was expecting the absolute worst. I was expecting, like, colorless robot suits that all pretty much looked the same, and, like, maybe there were color cues here and there. So I was really happy when I saw them. They, like, unmistakably scream Power Rangers, I think, with a lot of the design cues, and I had a great time just picking them apart. Like, Eric, you saw me examining every little piece and saying, like, oh, man, these shoulders are slightly different than these shoulders and you know these these leg pieces are slightly different than le- these leg pieces so i actually really like them they're way better than anything i expected and it's just something that we all kind of noticed uh, how much these suits reflect the other earlier image reveal that we got of rita's costume there's a definite relation to her suit in comparison with all the other rangers i mean some parts shared the exact same lines on the suit it's pretty interesting maybe she's a corrupted power ranger for me, when I first saw them, I did not have a problem with anything besides the helmets, which I still kind of take issue with. But mm-hmm. the suits, I thought, looked pretty good. I think that really stems from, and this is where I get uh, booed off the show, I <laughs> don't have like that fatigue of superhero movies. Like I don't really see Iron Man in that, because right. with the exception of Guardians of the Galaxy, I've never seen a Marvel movie at all. So mm, that oh, wow. stuff is not Whoa. ingrained in my head. Yes, yeah, so, you've seen the best one, Shane. You've seen the one that matters. Yeah, okay, that's good. True. Well, then I don't have to worry about anything else. <laughs> but I, I, I like the suits. They're, they have some some problems. The butt armor and the boob armor kind of awkward, but. Yeah. It does look like a Power Ranger suit. If it were more, I guess, if you want to say it, mature or more 
realistic. So I'll take it. I want to see the helmets, though, not in person, but just better shots of them because the CG'd picture that Entertainment Weekly gave us just was not good. And seeing the Red Ranger helmet on set made me actually like the helmet at that point. So... Give me the other four already, please. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yes. You brought up a good point, Shane, about the boob armor. And I know the ladies also have like kind of like these battle high heel things. And it's like kind of weird. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And people gave me crap about that, too, because they're like, I complained about that. I was like, how are they supposed to run in it? And they're saying, oh, well, they could do it in Jurassic World or whatever. It's like, I've never seen that either. So you can't quote stuff I've never seen. It doesn't have any effect on me. You, you do watch movies, don't you, Shane? I saw Tron in the theater four times, the newest one from years ago. Nice. Does that count? Well, I mean, I'm not going to complain there. That's a That's a pretty good one. Hey. Hey, you're no longer the cinema slob, okay? So just I changed my name doesn't mean I can't comment about movies. Uh, you need to change it back real quick, I think. In order to... <laughs> yeah, right. I agree with you about the high heels are stupid. Agreed. I think high heel on armor is is dumb, but the boob armor—it's a point of contention, I think, because it's like. Yes, it is kind of dumb, aesthetically speaking, but at the same time, like, you have to think practically. Women have boobs, and sometimes you need to protect them. It's an unfortunate way to be realistic, but the aesthetically speaking, it doesn't. But to that point, Zach, they've done tests on, like, that kind of boob form-fitting armor, and that type of armor does not protect the chest area at all. In fact, Mm. it's more dangerous because if a sword were deflected into that region, it actually offers no protection to, like, the sternum. So, like, in, like, real medieval armor that a woman warrior might wear, it's more like a traditional man's armor. But I'm not trying to get, like, all technical into it. I mean, I I get it, but from a a movie entertainment perspective, they want the suits to look sleek and sexy. But from a practical standpoint right. it's, it's just a mess yeah. would we apply that to the butt armor as well <laughs> i i talked about the butt armor remember eric and i were talking yeah. we were talking about like boob armor and i said well let's just hold on and see if we get butt armor too because then it all evens out right and, and then we got the butt armor <laughs> if that was like the focus of that picture you couldn't see anything else in it it was just like, bam. Um, I was like, when did they put hams on set? Oh, that's a butt armor. <laughs> but, well, you know, you know, if they like get kicked and, you know, land on their butt, I mean, they're okay. Fully protected uh, butt. Chris, you've been very quiet and now I'm worried. <laughs> you're you're going to unleash, aren't you? I, I'm not going to necessarily unleash, but I'm going to take the minority vote here. I did not like them when they were revealed and I still do not like them right now and i actually believe that they are just far enough away from what pop culture and everything has been shoving down our throats for the last 10 years when it comes to power Mm -hmm. rangers that it might actually end up hurting the movie somewhat you show a casual fan that and they're gonna be like what that's that's the new power rangers what that's that's the movie you're gonna have to explain it to them but at the same time if, if you look at everything right now everything we get is classic MMPR. That's mm-hmm. the helmet. That helmet, that Red Ranger helmet, is like the iconic symbol of the Power Rangers franchise to Saban Brands, to, well, past Tommy's helmet. But yeah, I mean, for Bandai America, for Saban Brands, I mean, that that's it. Mm-hmm. Shout Factory gave us that legacy set 
and a Red Ranger helmet. You have the Legacy Red Ranger helmet coming out. So I, I think it's just drastic enough of a change. It may not work. And, and I, Eric, you and I have talked about this kind of stuff before. Yeah. Um, you know, look at some movies that change things up a little bit. Okay, so look at Transformers, right? Critically acclaimed for the wrong reasons, but still a, a multi-billion dollar movie franchise. They change the looks of some characters, but the iconic character like Optimus Prime still fairly resembles... Optimus Prime. Mm -hmm. But things they kept in there, like the Autobot symbol and stuff, that's right up front. I mean, there's no denying what that is. But you look at movies around nostalgia that have tanked, that completely went away from their source material. And and Shane, I don't expect you to know this, because I guess you don't know what Oh, I've never seen Transformers either, so I'm just along for the ride right (laughs) now. Well, if if you've seen this next movie, uh, (laughs) you're you're judging a little bit. But uh, for those of us who have seen it, look at the first G.I. Joe movie, which was considered even I didn't watch that. <laughs> unmitigated failure, and the reason it was an unmitigated yeah. failure was because they completely abandoned the source material. Mm-hmm. You know, Cobra Commander had some sort of weird lizard-like face. I'm distracted because there's a cute baby staring at me. In the, <laughs> which is which is fine. That's a great but, distraction. But that's that's kind of my thought process behind it. Is that you know I, yeah. I'm scared that it might be just drastic enough that it is talking now. I don't know if you can hear. It. <laughs> I heard a little bit. Would you yeah. have a problem with? the costumes had Saban and Bandai eased up on the legacy stuff? Like, if we hadn't been bombarded with all this MMPR nostalgia? (laughs) Baby alert. (laughs) Baby baby alert derail the podcast. Oh, hey, buddy. It's not necessarily thinking that because we've been getting the Red Ranger helmet slammed at us for, for so long now that that's causing my dislike or anything like that. It's just the direction they're going for and the aim that they have going for it for the movie kind of scares me. And I think that they need to keep the casuals as well as a new audience. And they're going to alienate some of the casuals hoping to get a new audience. And I just don't, I, that's going to work for them too. Well, I don't know if any of you guys have, once those announcements were made, if you, actually poked around their official accounts and looked at casual fan comments. I'll have to concede to your point, Chris, because that's already starting to happen with casual fans. People are making all the Iron Man jokes, and they're not liking the direction of the suits. And I've seen quite a bit of just casual fans swearing off from seeing the movie because Rita looks too different, and then the suits look too different. So I, I think that's already happening. He's so serious. <laughs> well, no, he's, he's watching the screen. He's watching the video here in the bottom corner. He's, like, he's super wide-eyed about it, too. <laughs> yeah, so if I kind of interrupt. Wait, maybe if I turn on my camera. Oh. Hi. Hold on, hold on. Hi. Hold on. There you go. <laughs> no. He's looking. He's like, oh, hey. my God, there's someone else. <laughs> <laughs> it's Uncle Eric. Hello. Oh, there we go. It's a smile, and then, like, half of the drool comes out. (laughs) 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 He's so excited. Sorry for the distraction, guys. Going back to my point, sorry. Uh, Yeah. It's one of those things where I'm just, I'm scared. We have a different mindset than everybody else, only because we've been following it, and we've been into it. I mean, we watch it currently, we collect the merchandise, we follow the movie notes, we follow all the leaks, we follow the spoilers. We're on top of it. That's just who we are. That's what we do. But, like I said, these casuals, like the people I work with, like, oh, they're making a Power Rangers movies. Oh, have you seen the suits? What, the suits are out? Man, those don't look like Power Rangers. What? 
You know, mm-hmm. it just like automatically kills their interest just based on the suit. And that's my fear. And like I said, it's not that I dislike them and, and screw this movie. I'm not going to go see it. No, it's not that at all. I understand the direction they took and why they took it. They got to appeal to a broader audience if making them look like Iron Man in hopes that they pick up some of that superhero audience from the Marvel movies, from these DC movies. You know, it kind of sounds like they're trying to take a cue out of Marvel and DC's book, just hoping, like, please make right. our $100 million back. I get it. I, I do. I get it. I just hope that they are not trying to take too drastic of a change where it's no longer Power Rangers, it's Mm-hmm. Marvel's Power Rangers, you know, where it's some some story that has, a, I mean, because that's the whole thing. It's supposed to be a, a suit that morphs onto them, and instead this is an alien costume that apparently is generated by their feelings, which, again, uh, unless yeah. the writing is really top-notch, I'm already having my doubts from the leaked scripts that, again, continue to be coming true that, you know, we were told, oh, no, those aren't true, and now, you know, like, they have to have, they have to hug it out, and once they hug it out, their suit appears. <laughs> Zach's dropping the bullshit. I still want that on a t-shirt for Power and Morphicon. I'm I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it. I think the concept of an alien suit is cool. I like it because it kind of ties into Zordon being this weird alien wizard dude or whatever. And that's another thing. We haven't heard anything about Zordon. Yeah. Which is Kind of a little bit worrisome, but, you know, unless they announce his casting, he's pretty much going to be an all-CG thing, I I think. But I like the idea that they're alien costumes, and there's kind of like this crystallization, or or it grows on them. But even on the suits, there's kind of a hint at a morpher, but if they're going the more organic route... I don't even know if they're going to say it's morphin' time. If they don't morph, if they don't morph, I'm calling it now if there is no... Because, again... Essence of Power Rangers, right? Morphing. Right. Every every season has had a, some sort of morphing call. If they don't morph, the movie ain't going to make it. I feel yeah. like yeah. that call is the only thing we can really count on from this movie. I It has to be there. Just, it can't not be there. Here's my concern. So, Morphin was in the name. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. This movie is just called Power Rangers. Yeah, like mm, I'm a little, I'm a little skeptical here, guys. Like, are they going to get like angry? And when they get angry, like that's going to cause the suit to to fill up, so they have to be careful not to get mad at school or something like that. Like, I don't want to see those types of stories. Like, that's not power. Don't anything. make me angry, Mrs. Appleby. That's... You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. <laughs> that's, that's like X Men or Avengers type story right Mm -hmm. right? you know that that's not again that's not power rangers which is supposed to be a group of young people chosen for whatever reason by whomever or whatever to fight uh some sort of evil for whatever reason yeah and morphing into a ranger is is a choice it's it's a duty it's something that you know it's like putting on a, a, a police uniform or something like that so I get what you're saying, Chris, like to have the powers be based on their emotions and, you know, there might be a point in the movie where, oh no, I'm pissed off at school and oh no, I'm turning into the Black Ranger crap. Like, yeah, that that doesn't interest me at all. My hope is that some of the early quotes that Dean Israelite gave us and the tone of Project Almanac are going to be some of the opportunities that they have to incorporate some of those old references and some of the things that we're expecting that might feel weird in like a modern action movie, if that makes any sense. Like the kids in Project Almanac had a great rapport with each other and they teased each other mm-hmm. and um, they had a good dynamic. 
And Dean Israelite, didn't he compare it to the same sort of vibe as like the first two Spider-Man movies that had a decent amount of awkward Peter Parker moments and like goofy chuckle moments that they could potentially incorporate some of that stuff into? Well, I'm hoping that's what they do is that uh, because Power Rangers has always had like this like teen kind of high school comedy. I mean, that's they got into these crazy situations like with Bulk and Skull and and whatever, but there was always a natural humor to Power Rangers, whether it be through the slapstick or just the writing in general when they're having playful banter or whatever. And I think this cast is really going to work just because of all the stuff I've seen like through the Snapchat. They just get along together as friends in real life. And it seems like they have a great chemistry outside of the movie as friends. And I really hope that bleeds through to the movie itself. I'm not worried about the cast not getting along or, or anything like that. Like I said, I'm, I'm just strictly worried about the Power Rangers yeah. part of the movie. That's it. Yeah, I think the helmet stuff you were saying is one of my big concerns. As somebody who likes the suits and was pleasantly surprised by the suits, I think the helmets are the one thing that I find most concerning. The fact that not all five of them reflect what you expect from the five Power Rangers, that's that's a pretty big problem. Or at least in that one shot. Yeah. It could have just been a really yeah. bad picture they gave us. Yeah, I was going to say, so. like, the, the image as we've seen it has that sort of, like, early CGI, like, quick throw something out. So I'm wondering if maybe they just, like, made really quick, tiny alterations to the helmets and CGI to make them look sort of different, even though it didn't really work. And maybe we'll yeah. see the actual different helmets. Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but the only suit that we saw physically on set was the Red Ranger, right? Yeah. At least so in those far, set yeah. pictures. So far, yeah. Yeah. so far. Well, they're done filming at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So our chance to see any, like, yellow or black ranger, I, I guess we'll have to wait till 2017 or unless they release toy images or, or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But when Doug and I were talking about these suits last month, the Yellow Ranger, there is no hint at all at, of Sabretooth Tiger. No. At all. There's there's no, yeah. none of that, like, the, the fangs over the, the helmets or anything like that. Only red and pink really resemble what they were originally. There's honestly little, little to suggest that they have anything about the mammal uh, zords. Like, the Mastodon one doesn't really look like a Mastodon, and the Sabertooth Tiger one doesn't really look like a Sabertooth Tiger. They all kind of look like dinosaurs. Oh, you mean just like it, like in general, kind of that reptilian so type they, of look? Yeah. Are you saying they could have switched up what animals they're going to get, or I guess dinosaurs? I don't know. I mean, I hope they don't, because I think that would be a terrible idea. But none of the three that don't specifically look like their source material look like anything other than kind of a generic reptile thing. Yeah, I think that would suck for the story. I mean, just it's iconic when they do the morph call and it's like, Super 2 Tiger, Tyrannosaurus. There's something about that. And to make it generic space dinosaur things is going to be really weird. Maybe we have to wait for the second or third movie or fourth movie before they become the Mastodon Probably- in Probably the seventh movie. I think the seventh one. (laughs) Okay, that that sounds about right. Okay. So what are you going to do if they yell out and say, saying we need dinosaur power, they go, call the Zords, and that's it. I don't know. I Ah. think they'll say it's Morphin time, but I really don't think they're going to shout out any dino names. Because you have to remember, too, a lot of this is going to come down to, I'm getting way too technical now, but if you go to, like, uh, the Dino Charge or Dino Supercharge toys out there, right? Like the five-inch figures. Mm -hmm. Man, there's all these monsters and stuff, right? Yeah. The way they name them makes it 
horrible. Is so they don't have to <laughs> trademark them, so they don't have to spend money. All right, so that's why we're getting generic like ninja and <laughs> that is literally the worst one. Like it's worse than ice monster. Well, and, and that's ninja a dead, a dead slammer. It's a dead giveaway that they didn't trademark anything. Yeah, ninja villain or villain ninja. That they're just throwing villain <laughs> ninja out there and not referencing anything like that. <laughs> you see the same thing happen on the Zords and stuff. They trademark yeah. the term like Dino Charge Zord. And that's trademarked. And then whatever the after that is just kind of like, oh, whatever. Yeah, it's not Tri-Cyclo-Max Megazord. So, take that same idea in mind going into the movie where the more stuff you name, the more money you have to spend. And we're talking about Haim Saban here. (laughs) (laughs) That's something I I never really thought of was the trademarking aspect of it. But... Yeah. I mean, it makes sense now that now that you talk about it. It's kind yeah. of depressing me right now, actually. I'm thinking back to all the cool <laughs> Zord names and just realizing that we haven't been getting cool Zord names or cool monster names. For a while. Why, why do you yeah. think everything is Dino Charge, Megazord, Plesio, oh, I don't know, but I need to cry. bullshit <laughs> formation. <laughs> try Stego bullshit <laughs> formation, go! I, I didn't know we were talking then, about Dino Supercharge already. Then, then they don't have to name it. They don't have to name it on the toy. Yeah, but then you go to SPD and it's like, Omega Max Cycle! And you're like, whoa! Instead of Police Unicycle! That is literally <laughs> yeah, the season my boyfriend and I are watching right now, and that's what I referenced in my head when I just <laughs> oh, found nice. out this terrible information about trademarking. I, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm sorry to ruin all your, your fans. <laughs> I know, I'm just going to get rid of all my Power Ranger stuff now. I can't take it. No, <laughs> but just make sure you list it on eBay. It. It's it's just Power Rangers Dino Supercharge Villain Ninja. Uh, I'm just gonna list everything as Packy Zord on eBay. <laughs> Hundred bucks sold. <laughs> oh my god! Any more thoughts about like the onset? We did see the Red Ranger fight green suited stuntmen. So putties maybe. Birds, um, giant rats. I hope it's the Tengu Warriors again. Nice. Yes. That would be awesome. A little note. Apparently, some of the street names in Angel Grove are going to be named after past cities that we've seen in Power Rangers. There was an Ocean Bluff sign. There was a Reefside sign. And I don't know if any others were spotted, but it's kind of safe to assume that we'll be getting a lot of, of these little Easter eggs in the production. I really want to take that as a good sign. I know I'm probably being too optimistic, so I'll be the most disappointed of all of us, but I want to take that as a good sign. Like they're paying attention to the people who have been watching for a long time and they're they're mm-hmm. not going to try to to try to stray too too much or at least they're going to put in references that we can appreciate. I had this come up on my show and we talked about what we'd want to see cuz I feel like street names are cool, but you're going to have such a hard time even seeing them unless they zoom in right. awkwardly. So like, <laughs> want like a Corinth auto garage or something like that, or I don't know anything but just street signs. Cause it's just, it's too minuscule for a nice Easter egg. New yeah, tech they could computer do some, store. Oh, yes. yes. They could do some pretty easy storefront. Time force pizza. I want a, <laughs> Jungle karma. Pizza. No, time force pizza. You got to make it so it doesn't make any sense because that's what big Hollywood things do. You're like, hey guys, let's, let's says, go to the SPD cafe. <laughs> I would. Go what if it just said like time for pizza? <laughs> time force watch repair, guys. Come on, ah. it's right there. 
<laughs> Can we just talk that Optimus Primal is is in this movie? I mean, come on. Yeah, I, I didn't mention that, but but talk a little bit about that. So Gary Chalk was kind of announced, not really, but kind of, uh, that he is in the Power Rangers movie. He did the voice of Optimus Primal for Transformers Beast Wars, Beast Machines, Optimus Prime oh, and Transformers, that. Armada, Energon, Cybertron. Um, and also, he's like one of those guys, he's like one of those actors where you're like, hey, I know that guy. Like, I've seen him in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, he's, he's got. He's like one of those actors. He's got his own iconic voice, and it's the same voice for everything he does. So, <laughs> um, But uh, that's kind of cool. That was kind of like, hey, now the Transformers fans have a reason to go see this movie. So, you know, there's another 20 people to go see the movie. So, yeah. <laughs> Did so? Did he? Was it leaked at all? What role he's going to play? Because what if he's? What if he's? They think they think he's going to be a police chief. Oh, okay. Yeah, because he was in a police uniform, and it was like an Angel Grove police patch on his on his sleeve. Ah, okay. Maybe maybe he'll be Hmm. Lieutenant Stone. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's awesome. Do that. That would save this movie. (laughs) <laughs> just lieutenant stone and, and and then and then and then the only thing i want then like i don't care what they do to the entire power rangers side of this movie like they can they cannot say it's morphin time they could just you know have a be like we need to save the earth let's hug and then they dwarf i don't even care at that point as long as gary chalk at some point when like the city's being destroyed just stops and goes well that's just prime yeah <laughs> I, i'm pretty sure i would that, stand up and applaud in the theater i'd be like five stars best movie of the year <laughs> this man academy award well that's just prime <laughs> Give it the Oscar. <laughs> and, the, and the Oscar for best supporting role <laughs> goes to Gary Chalk. All the Oscars. Just give it the power. Best sound editing, best movie. When we get to the Ninja Steel part of this episode, so I'm reading the show notes, I just had like this massive mind <laughs> part in my language about something that I, looking at what you wrote and thinking about it, that just hit me. So I'll share that with well, you. Well, unless you guys have anything else to discuss about the suits, we can move straight on I'm into that. I'm pretty good with moving on. All right, so next on our big news item, Power Rangers Ninja Steel, the logo, was released on May 27th, and that was done through Snapchat, of all places, from IGN Snapchat. That was really weird. Plus, they revealed a a new, a kind of reworded synopsis. Uh, Saban's Power Rangers Ninja Steel starts in deep space where Zircon is the reigning champion of the most popular intergalactic game show in the universe, and monsters battle to prove who is the mightiest warrior. Zircon is determined to become invincible by controlling the mythical spirit crystal, which contains six supernatural ninja power throwing stars. The only thing standing in his way is a new team of heroic teenage Power Rangers who possess the spirit crystal. The evil Zircon sends his warrior contestants down to Earth to steal the crystal, where each epic battle against the Rangers is broadcast throughout the universe. Together, the Rangers must master their arsenal of throwing stars, zords, and megazords, each made of legendary ninja steel, in order to stop this evil threat and save our planet from destruction. Dun, dun, dun! So what are they going to do for Zooger? Because that, that's- <laughs> yeah, 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 that's essentially what the plot is. I thought that was weird, very, very strange. 
<laughs> yeah, it, it is strange. My thoughts on the logo, uh, just coming from a design background, I thought the font choice was very weak. For something that's like Ninja Steel, to me, the logo feels a little flimsy. Um, But I do like the kind of intergalactic space nebula background that they got going on. It's kind of a callback to like the In Space and Lost Galaxy logos. I do really like that there's more blue, that overall it's a very blue colored type of logo because... I've been getting sick of all the red from like the past five years of Power Ranger logos. It's kind of a nice change, just the color setting. But I think overall the font choice is pretty weak. Yeah, I agree. I think the font could have been way cooler. It doesn't really say a whole lot about anything. I guess it's sharp, so steel. But it's just bizarre. Um, It doesn't really balance out very well. Oh, speaking of the balance, yeah, in the middle of Ninja and Steel, they have the Ninja symbol. And a big problem with this logo is how much that logo clashes with the Power Rangers bolt that's, like, right on top of it. Yeah, It's just in this really weird position, and it's like they're conflicting for space. And to me, that really doesn't work. I like that they tried to incorporate it, but the fact that the Power Rangers logo is two words with a lightning bolt through it, and then the Ninja Steel is two words with that right underneath the lightning bolt logo, just like Underneath it, but, like, shifted to the side. So it's not perfectly center. So it really distracts your eye. That's the first point that... That my eye goes to in the logo, but not in a good way. Yeah. And I feel that they could have applied what they did to like Operation Overdrive, where the entire logo overall is the shape of whatever the season symbol is. And I think it could have been incorporated more that way. I think they should have put the sword that they used to morph underneath the Ninja Steel, the actual like Ninja Steel wording, and had the Ninja or the Ninja logo be over the shuriken part of the sword. I think that would have looked better. Just to have the sword underneath, just to kind of break up the fact that it's like mm-hmm. one solid color and move that stupid Ninja logo somewhere else. I don't know. No one cares about Ninja Steel. <laughs> But, I don't think but, I've heard a more but, true statement. <laughs> when we are done discussing everything on Ninja Steel, based on a conversation that Eric and I had a couple weeks ago and something that just oh. hit me in the head, I will talk about my theory that I just came up with because I think it might be right. Do you want to do this now or save this for a future episode? Or are we going to call it now? I can do it right now. And I probably Let's do it. Let's, let's go into it. Okay, so Eric, we had a conversation yes. on the phone a couple weeks ago. We were talking about, hey, you know, the second half of Ninja would be the 25th anniversary of Power Rangers, right? That's correct. So, you know, I, we talked about the ways they could try to merchandise it. Like, oh, hey, you know, let's let's put Power Rangers Zeo on this Ninja shuriken star and release it and be like son of a now everyone's got to buy it because it's zeo or it's you know all the red rangers that kind of thing we talked about that right and maybe i'm giving chiplin too much credit as i think we all did when he took over dino charge and then you know 28 episodes later we're like oh (laughs) if we're we're like oh (laughs) we're like yeah then we're like oh so 25th anniversary of power rangers right you have a big movie coming out Right. We've talked about, is this the last adaption of Power Rangers adaptation? Yep, we've brought that up on the show before. We talked about the logo may change after this series to be more like the movie logo if the movie's successful because this made $300 million, so that must be what everybody wants. 
thing that every single movie does that's based on something. But more importantly, I'm looking at the story, right? So my first question is, what the hell's a spirit crystal? <laughs> Just like any other MacGuffin Power Rangers has had over the past what 20 the years. What the hell is a spirit crystal? And why the, the Zeo six... crystal? What the hell is a Zeo crystal? But, but, but what? Yeah. I, I didn't finish watching Ninja because I thought it was a, a horrible show. But I don't mm-hmm. think they were searching for a spirit crystal of any type. So that's that's kind of a new plot device, right? Right. And then I was like, well, geez, like 25th anniversary, what could they do storyline-wise to make things interesting? And I started looking at the name Zircon. I'm like, well, why would they name something Zircon? What if you change two letters in Zircon's name? <laughs> Zordon. So what if part of this story, this spirit crystal, ends up somehow for the 25th anniversary of the show that Jonathan Zakor, like, wanked all over and said, ha-ha, what if for the 25th anniversary they figure out a way to bring Zordon back to life in the show because, you know, he's going to be in the movie and blah, 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 blah. Mind blown. I think I would quit watching. (laughs) Really? Look at some of things. You have an an intergalactic game show. Zordon was an intergalactic being. And again, I'm stretching it. People are like, oh, but still, think about it. You know, you have an intergalactic game show going throughout the universe. Hopefully we get some callbacks to some Power Rangers that exist throughout the universe. Like the alien rangers, maybe? Even though they weren't ninjas, they were aliens, whatever. Ninjas. Tri- so- Triforia. Yes, please. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you have that. Uh, so, I don't know. I'm just kind of like Zircon, Spirit Crystal, Intergalactic Beings. Because nothing about Ninjur takes place in space. Absolutely nothing. No. Like, like and- not, not even like, there's not an ounce of Sentai footage that takes place in space in Ninjur. But Chip Lynn could pull off an in space and use the UFO Zord as like the connection to space somehow. And blow the budget in the first six episodes. Yeah, pretty much. No, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, they crash landed on this other planet. Cue the Sentai footage. Like I said, it, I'm trying to think that I'm having high hopes. He's got high hopes. Uh, do you want to talk about the anniversary? I mean, come on, let's do something. Yeah, that doesn't suck for once. It sucks though because I mean, Ninja had all of these different Ranger cameos for seemingly no reason other than you know, hey, they're kind of a ninja, but then you know you have Maji Yellow in there for some reason. But I'm thinking, is this just going to be another missed opportunity, like with Dino Charge and the reunion movie that they did with all the past Dino Rangers? Are we going to get another missed opportunity from Chip Lynn where he's going to say, oh, no, we didn't go in that direction, even though we're being handed all this footage that would be amazing for a Power Rangers. Do you think, like, Chip sits there and watches the streams? Like, he he downloads the subtitles from Overtime or from uh, TV Nihon? He says... He's, he's pretty much said as much in interviews. But but then, do you think when he's watching these episodes and he sees a cameo of a past ranger, he's like, oh, f*** you, Toei. I mean, son of a <laughs> I don't have to call this actor. <laughs> yeah, like, do you think he does that? Like, just gets really pissed off like that they threw a cameo in there? No, I don't cameo think he gets of, like, pissed off. I don't know if he does, but it's my headcanon now. <laughs> just picture him sitting in his office going, God damn it, son of a <laughs> They added an alien ranger. God! <laughs> Calls up somewhere. They even have that stupid headpiece anymore. Just leave him in costume like in Forever Red. <laughs> Just hire somebody. Make sure they have a somewhat American accent. Whoa. Wow. You're picturing Chip Lynn 
way more malicious than he's <laughs> ever been portrayed. He's so nice, he has to have a dark side. So I think his dark side's when he's writing these episodes, and he's like, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, Toei? Oh, f*** you. piece of I don't know how much I'm holding out hope for the rest of Dino Supercharge. We didn't talk about it, but there was some... Uh, more synopses that were thrown about. And to me, it just seems like this whole second season is just like filler crap. And they're building to some big end game that'll happen in like the last two episodes like out of nowhere. Like every season since SP. Yeah. <laughs> Even though they've been given so much time, I mean, we're so behind on adapting Sentai seasons that they've had the liberty to just skip around whenever they want to. I think there's a better way to adapt the footage with what's given, but I don't know anything about their current budget or, you know, what limitations are being placed on them. But you would think since, you know, Ninja Super Steel or whatever the hell it's going to be called uh-huh. is going to be the 25th anniversary that there has to be a there has to be a better connection than what we got for Super Mega Force. Well, I you know they said legendary Ninja Steel, legendary. Uh-huh. That mm-hmm. just means the Gokai costumes will come back, and they still won't call them pirates. <laughs> <laughs> but we will get suits we've never seen before again. Oh uh, uh, no! <laughs> <laughs> Doug is just like groaning, like melting away. Oh, and look at the stars based on them too as toys. So we'll finally get oh. official merchandise. Legendary oh, yeah. new powered ninja steel. So yeah. sure, throwing stars. Well, Chris, did you want to talk about what you think uh, their toy concept is going to be for the next year? The thing with America is you have to have price points, right? So if you look at Dino Charge, you look at Super Mega Force, they all had a price point that was like a seven ninety nine price point. Mm-hmm. Like a like Dino Charge has the battery, Super Mega Force had the keys. So you have to have something that's going to be in that price point. So that one's going to be obviously the throwing stars. And they're going to be smaller because Americans have smaller hands. I don't know. Um <laughs> But they're going to make we just, we, We're very tall, but we have very tiny hands, like tiny Donald Trump. Hands. Tiny, tiny. Exactly. Tiny, tiny hands. So you have to have something, right? So the, obviously, one, uh, some sort of pack should probably be throwing stars. Well, in those kind of case assortments, you're looking at anywhere from usually 12 freaking things in a case, right? Well, if I'm a retailer, if like, you send me a case of the same item 12 times over, I'm going to laugh and not sell any of your garbage, and then I'm going to send it back to you and not order any other waves. So they have to spice it up, right? But at the same time, if I'm a parent, which I am, but say my son was old enough to buy power, and I'm not going to go buy him a throwing star for seven ninety nine. Are you kidding me? So I can just sit there and throw it at the wall? No, I'll crumple up a piece of paper and have him throw it at the wall. It's cheaper. So you have to make the throwing star do something. So what's the easiest way to do it, especially with the way those throwing stars look from Bandai Japan? You turn it into a top, like a baby. Oh. Use the sword as like the top spinner, so you get some Beyblade type action. Whoa! <laughs> that was my thought process of how to do it because every time that they do stuff, they're like three ways to play. It's yep. a key. It's a figure. Throw and your, scan it. Throw your key at the other key, and it's a battle. <laughs> Throw your key at the other key. <laughs> Seriously, it's on there. It's like, make the battle. It's like, what? Shut up. 
So, this hypothetical <laughs> talk is making me less excited for Ninja Steel. I didn't think that was possible. Oh, no! <laughs> I am well, so glad Tokyo did not get put out over here now. I just, that would have made me even more sad. Train launchers? like oh, The train would turn into like a toothbrush and a compass. <laughs> I don't know. There's your three ways to play with it's, it. It's, it's, tra- it's trains plus math. <laughs> that is the worst. Don't bring math into toys. This train turns into a ruler. Yeah. Guys, my train turns into an abacus. Oh, I get that one. That's cool. My train's a protractor. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> my train's a and Pythagorean then, then, theorem. Boo. And then, oh. like the 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 bigger the big super ultra train that that big gold train or whatever from Togujer, it's actually a graphing calculator. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the expect- you guys are making me want to go play with my Tokyuger toys just to make sure that they're still just Tokyuger toys. <laughs> I'm looking you want at a compass, my- are you? Yeah, I want to I want to go take stock and be like, you haven't changed into a ruler, right? You're still just a toy train. <laughs> Guys, mine's a sextant. I can look at the stars now. <laughs> I, I seriously think that Kawaii and Bandai Japan are just trolling Saban Brands and Bandai America with Zooger. It feels like what, they're just trolling. with the cubes. Well, they're like, hey, you know what? We'll just go ahead and make this Megazord the same size as yours and make it pretty much <laughs> as the same uh, type of play pattern as you do, which is like you flip two things and you're done. Woo! <laughs> And I was like, we'll just make more money because then we don't even have to retool anything. We just ship more of them over there. And what's really sad is Zoja is such a good show. I kind of want to buy those toys. Oh, they're <laughs> great toys. I don't care that I only have to like move one thing and I'm done. It's really <laughs> cool. Yeah, I, after getting my hands on the, the Zuo Cube, I want one too. You do have to watch out about how heavy they are, though, because one, my Megazord almost did kill me because it fell off my windowsill (laughs) where my bed is at, and it was, like, inches away from my head, and that thing is super heavy. I think I'll stick to the mini plow. In other news, Ranger fan killed by toy blocks. (laughs) It's a good way to go. (laughs) Bandai Japan recalls all (laughs) Zuoger. Any more thoughts about ninja steel or, or the logo or are we just all like see you in 2018 <laughs> okay I power just, rangers I, the animated series the logo just i would take so that. Weak. i just i can't even believe dino charge wasn't great for a logo but ninja mm. steel is like something i could do and i can't do that stuff worth crap so it's like who, whoever did megaforce and samurai like just like returned after taking a year off. It makes me feel like the Ninja Steel theme song will just be a rehash of the Dino Charge one now, just oh, no. because of how lazy they're being. It feels like. Well, I think the reason that they're being lazy is because now all their chips are on the movie franchise. Why put effort and time into a TV show that's not going to net you the same amount of return as like a multi-million dollar movie? If I'm Haim Saban, if I'm Saban Brands, I'm Lionsgate, right? And I have a movie that goes out there and say this movie's successful. Say it makes $300 million, you know, just in the U.S., another $200 million worldwide, right? That's half a billion dollars. It's huge. That's more than G.I. Joe made, okay? So... That being said, if I'm those companies, why in the world would I then want to bring Zuojo over, which looks absolutely nothing like whatever it is I created for the movie? I don't. 
I want to keep my movie product on the shelf. I want to keep the movie fresh in people's minds. So what do I do? I decide to create a new series based around the movie. So that's where you get something like Power Rangers, the animated series. Like you have all the Marvel movies have their own animated TV shows now. And it's Transformers. Just, Transformers, whatever. The analogy is there, you know. I mean, well, yeah, why, just, why take away from your aesthetic that you created that is successful, if it's successful, to bring in uh, another show that doesn't make any sense? The only thing they do it for is it's cheap. The toys are already made, the suit and footage is already there, but at the same time, you get kids excited into Zooger or whatever the adapt, adaptation would be. Then you try to release a movie that's got completely different suits and stuff, and that's Power Rangers too. Like if I'm a, if I'm five, I'm like, huh? I just feel that if the movie is successful, this that Ninja Steel would be the last adaptation on public. And we'd go out on the 25th anniversary. We go out on the 25th anniversary, then we start getting some sort of rehash of the movie stuff somehow, some way, or they move straightly to a like a Netflix streaming or Hulu streaming or something like that. Welcome to Ranger Command, where we kill any future possibility of fun. Yeah, this is so depressing. It like I this know. isn't positive at all. I need to go back to my show where we're super happy. All the time. <laughs> I canceled mine. <laughs> I can see why. I saw the future and I was like, nope. <laughs> well, let me read this for you, <laughs> listeners of Ranger Command Power Hour. GameFly is offering a premium, free thirty-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. To get your free trial today, go to GameFlyOffer.com slash RangerCommandPH. Again, that's GameFlyOffer.com slash RangerCommandPH for your free 30-day trial. Zach, do you have any game recommendations that people might try with GameFly? My whole world right now is Overwatch, so Overwatch. <laughs> Overwatch, 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 Overwatch. You know. Oh, and, and Overwatch. Doug, Shane, any game suggestions? Uh, Pokemon. And <laughs> if you have an Xbox, seriously, Quantum Break is so good. Absolutely I have to check that out. Plus, I love Remedy Studios. Like, <laughs> their whole Alan, the Alan Wake series oh, was great. Yes, it was. Yeah, so I'm, I, I definitely need to pick up Quantum Break. Chris, I know you don't play games right now because you have a kid, so. <laughs> my favorite game is how much poop am I going to get on my hand this time? <laughs> no, you oh, seriously. So you play games, I see. Well, it's one of those things where, you know, before you're a parent, you're kind of like, ew, that's gross. And now that I'm a parent, it's kind of like you look at your hand and you're like, oh, God, how long has that been there for? It just, <laughs> just happened. I thought my nachos tasted funny. Oh, Did you ever play no. the game poop or chocolate on your hand? Can you chocolate always no, but, oh. but on my shirt today from work, I looked on like my shoulder and there's like a little brown streak. I'm like, no. Oh, no. <laughs> How in the world did I get on my work shirt? Because that's been like hanging on a... No. I'm like, oh, God. That was in the same wash as his... Oh, no. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so I think... Like, I just dealt with people all day and uh, poop on my, my sleeve. <laughs> Oh, you're making the future look bright, Chris. (laughs) It's okay to have poop on you as long as it's not your own poop. (laughs) Okay, Uh, moving moving on to some other news. We got the first uh, official images of the MMPR and Ninja Storm legacy figures. Leak, leak, leak. Oh, wait, sorry. Should we leak the actual thing? Should I tell that story now? I think I can tell. Yeah, tell the story. Tell the story. Okay. It's it's, it's out there. It's the greatest story in the world. So, Ranger Command exclusive. (laughs) Toy Fair 2016, right? (laughs) 
they have this little sign up that says no pictures of these new legacy figures or the Ninja Megazord because the Ninja Megazord is the old one. This is just here's a placeholder. Be like, hey, we're doing it. And these legacy figures, they're not finalized. We've discovered there's some things on them we don't like, so we're going to have them change a little bit. We don't want to have pictures getting out there and fans getting excited or upset based on a non-finalized product just yet, right? Mm-hmm. Enter Tom, a.k.a. Soul <laughs> 2 is trying to take pictures with his phone and at some point during the picture-taking process switched to video and then started recording, all accidental. And as he's having a conversation with the Bandai rep about not taking pictures or video, proceeds to record like 45 seconds straight, straight at these figures and the Buildazord figures, which no <laughs> one's seen it. So, But just like straight on. And then he, he moves a little bit, and then he goes straight back to it again. And so after Toy Fair, he was like, dude, I think I think I did a bad thing. And we're like, what? He's like, well, here, I'll just send you the video. And sure as shit, for like 45 seconds, he's like just – his phone is down as he's asking questions about the five-inch figures for Dino Charge as he's filming all these like legacy figures and the, the Ninja Megazord and the, the – the Mighty Morphin Megazord. It's just, so what we did, what every normal person would do is screen crap a few of them, send them to close friends, and then I think I released a picture of a heel on April 1st. <laughs> but now that those are out, we should possibly, maybe I'll go and, and look for a, a good shot of like the, the Build-A-Zord figures or whatever. Yeah, yeah, do that. Which, um, by the way, Bandai put the wrong legs on the wrong side of the Mighty Morphin Megazord, so that's kind of funny. Like the Saber to Tiger and the Triceratops, they flipped them on accident. Oh, right, 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but now that we got like pretty clear official photos, what are your guys' thoughts on these? Uh, actually, Shane, I was listening to Ranger Pride as I was writing these show notes, so maybe why don't you start us off? What do you well, think of these? I love them. I think the Green Ranger looks a little bulky, but I'm glad to have something to collect for the next year because I won't be getting Ninja Steel stuff. So <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really pumped up. These look really good. My only complaint is that almost verbatim what I said on our show, to be a superhero, apparently you have to have abs. Uh. And that's super annoying that they have to be super tight stomach people. Yeah. I don't know if the people that made the toys have ever seen the show, but whatever. I'm buying them. I don't even care about the season. I'll buy Operation Overdrive ones even. And maybe maybe Megaforce. I'll get as many as they put out. I think these are going to be a great addition, especially with all the joints and, and the posability. Chris and I were looking at all the joints and like counting all the joints and stuff. And God, you even have like chest bend down articulation, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. I really like them. I wish I'm that excited. the leaks would show if they come with other weapons. So that's the one thing that's a little off for me. All of the Ninja Storm people had the same weapons and I haven't seen Ninja Storm in forever so I can't remember but I think they had individual weapons. Yes, and they then did. Okay, yeah, yeah. And the Red Mighty Morphin Ranger just has a blaster so far, not even his sword. No, no, it's not even the blaster. It's the blade blast and dagger form minus like in sword form minus minus the, the dagger. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so the, yeah, that's really awkward. It's and, like but, the pistol you know, whip form. Thankfully, we have a Tommy figure that comes with every possible accessory like he's ever used. Like, <laughs> if it comes with like a hairbrush too, it wouldn't surprise me because I'm sure <laughs> he used one on the show. I want, I want his <laughs> arrowhead necklace. That needs to be an accessory. Tommy green mesh shirt legacy. <laughs> yeah. 
I think even I would get that because that's just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get them. I think it's awesome we're getting figures like this, but I mean, I pretty much echo everything Shane said. I, the only thing I don't like is the abs. I think they look super goofy, but I'm going to get them all. I think they look sweet. It's a good, cheaper alternative to figure arts. Yeah. Well, do we know if it's going to be cheaper? Because sometimes, I mean, the single figure arts weren't so bad. It's like when they put them in double packs or online exclusives. Because we don't well, really have a price point, right? Yeah, th- I think they're aiming for like that nineteen ninety nine type of price point. Because mm-hmm. basically, think of the Marvel Legends figures. That's kind of what they're going after. I'll think about them, but I have no idea what those are. So, uh, just <laughs> if you go to if you go to any Toys R Us, it's it's those Marvel figures with like a like a build a figure type set. Shit, That's exactly what. <laughs> No, he has to admit he has a problem first. <laughs> Wait, this isn't a podcast. This is an intervention. <laughs> Shane, Hi, Shane. This is a pulp culture uh, intervention. <laughs> uh, so sounds like first, an intervention. <laughs> Chris, what, what do you think about the figures? You're getting them? Yeah, well, I, I'm going to get them, of course. I, I just laugh a little bit because... You know, Bandai's like, hey, we're going to make these for more collector-oriented because you guys deserve better than those five-inch figures. We're going to do more paint. We're going to do cool accessories. We're going to do a build-a-figure. They're going to be targeted towards collectors but have all the muscles that little kids will have so we can make sure we sell the little kids too. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the point that <laughs> me. It's, it's just, you know, it's like maybe the they saw their designs and they're like, oh, God, we have to add more muscles. And that's why we couldn't take pictures of Toy Fair, and that bothers me a little bit, but I get it. Yeah. Um, at the same time, I wish that Bandai would start to realize kind of what Hasbro did. So going off topic just a second, uh, Hasbro yeah. 10 years ago said, oh, you know, the, the diehard collectors, right, the people that grew up in the 80s that still buy Transformers, they make up less than 10% of the uh, the actual merchandise right now they're saying oh the collectors make about 40 percent of uh, all our sales now so hasbro's kind of realized that oh god our numbers were off collectors are actually really important to our brand so we should probably Mm -hmm. cater to them and they have been it sounds like bandai is still kind of like oh yeah you know collectors they're important too the older fans they're great that's why we make legacy for you guys we only produce enough to fill the toys r us shelves once and not twice unless it's tiger zord which case then we're going to ship like 65 cases and i just feel like they don't realize how big the fan base is on some of the stuff they keep catering things to kids i get it i understand why the only thing i'm scared about of this one is you know because they're doing it uh every year uh they're going to do three assortments to do two seasons worth of characters right Mm-hmm. So my question is, at what point do they start running out of reasons to keep releasing the Mighty Morphin figures? Because you know it's going to happen. Like, we'll get the Wild West Rangers in the yeah. second year, and then we'll get Metallic Armor in the third year. <laughs> because that's what they're oh, going to do, because Please Mighty Morphin cannot... <laughs> Mighty Morphin cannot not be on the shelf. You're going to get, even if they take it off the shelf, they're like, hey, we're going to do Mighty Morphin. Everyone's like, Zeo? Zeo? You know, because... I mean, yeah, Alien, whatever, mm-hmm. Alien. But Zio, like everyone, like, hello, Gold Ranger. <laughs> and they're going to be like, yeah, we're gonna, next year we're going to release Operation Overdrive and Mystic Force without capes. Yeah. Oh, and don't forget God. to buy oh, no. And don't forget <laughs> to buy seven-pack legacy exclusive, but that exclusive DVD of your Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. You know, it's just like, uh, God. I just want to stop to appreciate how many Cape fans we have on this podcast. 
<laughs> it's like the I most devastating thing anyone heard today. <laughs> <laughs> no capes! No! Does anybody honestly think, though, that Bandai is going to be able to release every single season like they're planning to? No. No. Not in the time so, frame that they're saying, at least. It'll take like 20 years yeah. for them just to release all which, the seasons. Which series then get get the shaft? If you had to pick five series, they don't they don't release figures. Oh, my God. Series. Any Disney season will get the shaft. No! <laughs> I will be so sad. I don't, hey, I I don't want that to happen. But I'm thinking of a Bandai as a Bandai rep. I think they know that people like the Disney seasons, but they're gonna go straight. We'll get Lost Galaxy. We'll get Ninja Storm. We'll get MMPR. You know, we'll get these like landmark seasons that are Saban seasons. Whatever Zachor's favorite seasons were, because that's why what the Vortex started with Lost Galaxy, because that was Zachor's favorite season back when the Vortex was a thing. Of all the seasons you could pick, you pick Lost Galaxy. <laughs> that's because it was Zachor's favorite season. So I was like, yeah, so they'll do a Lost Galaxy set without releasing Magna Defender because tooling, too expensive. I think if they were smart, they would hold off on the more recent seasons because we've just had those toys. So why would I want to buy them again? I'd buy Dino Charge in a heartbeat. Well, I would too, but I'm trying to sacrifice some seasons (laughs) here (laughs) to save the ones I really care about. You get you get rid of Turbo. You get rid of Turbo. Oh, uh, those are so pretty. Yeah, but unless they go in a sequential order, in which case, if they do, then yeah, you're not getting anything after Wild Force before they're like, "Wow, it's 2013 or it's 2023." We let's do something (laughs) different. We've gone back in time. You know. As long as they give me SPD, RPM, and Jungle Fury, I'm fine. Or they'll just release them as San Diego Comic-Con exclusive box sets, and if people have to pay six Oh, no. God. I am just ruining everyone's day-to-day. Today. You are. You're Mr. Sound. This is the saddest show. <laughs> I, oh, it. It's okay. I'm a parent. Darkest timeline <laughs> confirmed. <laughs> All right, I'm I'm getting off the legacy figures. <laughs> Announced today from TV shows on DVD.com, the Megaforce and Super Megaforce complete season sets are going to be released August 16th, so right after Power Morphicon for $14.98 each, still which is five. <laughs> still too expensive. <laughs> But that's kind of like a big F you to the fans that did buy those sets individually for whatever reason. I don't have a problem. Um, so, yeah. Not <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm very um, glad I didn't buy all the Super Mega Force DVDs to finish my collection. So now I can just buy the complete set. That makes things so much easier for me. It does. And it's such a great price point. Uh, but, yeah. It's... Uh, <laughs> I don't know who you were trying to convince there, the audience or yourself. It's such a great price point. Well, now I can give away those other DVDs as like a Ranger Command giveaway and just get my season set so I can save on some uh, shelf space. Yeah, that's true. I think the covers look pretty sweet, though. Addendum. I like the Megaforce season set because it's... It's a composite image that we've never seen before. But the Super Mega Force, I mean, we've, we've seen that, we've seen that yeah. on all those yeah. promotional posters. Yeah, sadly, not Blu-ray. It's just DVD. I yeah. can't get behind it because of that. It's a shame because they're filmed in this glorious HD with those red high-definition cameras, and it's freaking DVD quality. It Yay. sucks. <laughs> Yay! Well, like I said, well, I'm going to have to get the Super Mega Force to finish the collection, but... 
Yeah. Yeah, that's a big yeah. In other DVD news that's potentially more exciting, uh, Shout Factory announced O-Ranger on the Die Ranger marathon they had a few weeks ago. So Choriki Sentai, I'm probably pronouncing that super <laughs> wrong. Do you know what it is, Chris, or no? It's the show that Zio was based on. That's what I can Right, remember. exactly. <laughs> so that's coming to <laughs> this November. Zio um, Sentai Zio. Yes, yes. <laughs> Crystal <laughs> Sentai Zioger. Zioger. <laughs> I'm actually really excited for this because O-Ranger, I know nothing about O-Ranger. I, I've never watched it subtitled. I know what it's about, but I've never actually watched an episode. So I'm actually really excited for this release. Yeah, I'm pumped. I'm just glad we're getting more. And I feel bad because I haven't picked up Cocker Ranger yet. So I haven't either. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on, the Legacy Helmet and also the Legacy Ninja Megazord listings were revealed from Big Bad Toy Store on their Twitter with an estimated November release date. Some of the other sites are now saying October. That's just more of my money sooner, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of excited to see the quality of the Legacy helmet. I kind of need a Red Ranger helmet just to finish off my Red Ranger mannequin display. So I'm hoping that this looks accurate. I'm kind of worried about the $100 price point in terms of just the quality of how it's going to look and... Uh, the materials and everything. And also I have a really giant head, so who knows if this will even fit me. But I'm excited. Spit on it. Spit on it. (laughs) 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 And then, yay, Legacy Ninja Megazord, so I can have something to attach uh, the Falcon Zord to. Finally, before we move on to our uh, final two segments, over the past month that we haven't reported, Power Morphicon has added so many guests. Power Morphicon is August 12th through the 14th at the Pasadena Convention Center. We've got Justin Nemo, Zane from In Space, Sarah Vincent, Maya from Lost Galaxy, Reggie and Amy Roll from Power Rangers Lost Galaxy as well, Eddie Frierson, the voice of Frax from Power Rangers Time Force, Latham Gaines, freaking Mesa. I am so excited. This was like the most awesome announcement to me. I cannot wait to meet him. Andrew Gray, Troy from Power Rangers Megaforce. He's adequate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some movie people, Gabrielle Fitzpatrick Dulcia from Power Rangers the Movie. She was supposed to be at LexCon and canceled, so I'm excited to finally meet her. Paul Freeman, who played Ivan Ooze from Power Rangers the Movie, and if you're an Indiana Jones fan, he was also in Raiders of the Lost Ark. What's an Indiana so- Jones? Oh, jeez. Oh, oh. <laughs> Are you trolling me, Shay? I, mean, I know what it is. I've been on the Disney ride, but I've never seen it. So. Oh. <laughs> I don't know what's depressing me more. Chris and his negative view of the rest of the series, or Shane's inability to see any movie ever. <laughs> I watch a lot of documentaries. Do those count? Oh. Yes. Are they about movies? <laughs> I don't watch movies. I watch movies about movies. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Oh. 
Oh my god. Uh, yeah, this, this is the point where Shane never goes yeah. back. To Japan, and I'm Shane's that show. I'm never coming back. <laughs> um, but yeah, Paul Freeman, I met him at last year's Lexington Comic Convention. He has a ton of stories about the Power Rangers movie. He's a really super awesome guy. There's also uh, Sandy Selner, who is Alpha 5 suit actor on MMPR and Zio. Vernon Belastros, a.k.a. Pineapple the Clown, makes his return to Power Morphicon. Brad Hawkins, Ryan Steele, VR Troopers, and the voice of the Gold Ranger hey, Eric, in Eric, Power Eric, Rangers Zio. Eric, Eric can, I, can I do the next one? Yes. The next one. Okay. Hillary Shepard. From the order, also no. no. <laughs> <laughs> Hillary Shepard, David Talks from Power Rangers Turbo. She's also in a few episodes of Star Trek: Deep Space Nine. A uh, little fun fact there. Ali Afshar, the voice of the Phantom Ranger in Turbo and in Space. Allison McGinnis from Lightspeed Rescue. Chris Violette from Power Rangers SPD, Azim Rizik from Megaforce, Sutomo Kitagawa from various Super Sentai and roles and also a Godzilla suit actor, Blake Foster from Power Rangers Turbo, Barbara Goodson, the voice of Rita Repulsa, Cameron Jibo from Super Megaforce, uh, Orion, awesome guy Mark Musashi, he's a renowned stunt actor in many different projects, more notable Kamen Rider Dragonite, he's been in a ton of Sentai shows like Garo, Cutie Honey, The Live, various common writer things. And then finally, you can't have a convention without Jason Narvey and Paul Schreier, Vulcan Skull. Ooh, that's all the guest announcements that have been added so far. We actually got a <laughs> Ranger Nation ask question from Ask FM. So an anonymous person asked us, what do you guys think of the whole MMPR thing? And they're talking about the failed fan film. As some of you really enjoy the fan film Teenagers with Attitude and Zortan of Altar, and the bits of stuff released for Power Rangers Zenith, do you believe because of the crap that MMPR pulled with not releasing anything is, in a way, no one wanted to help fund Teenagers with Attitude too? I'm going to take a crack at this, especially when it comes to like fan films just in general. You can see this happening with uh, even Star Trek fan films. I've talked about this recently on the other podcast. I'm a part of the Starfleet Escape podcast, but like in Star Trek, you know, there's that one fan film project that just seems to kind of ruin it for the rest of them. I really think that fans can get burnt out if a fan film project doesn't deliver, especially if it's a project that they contributed money to and it takes like two or three years and there's still no word of anything being released. So a high profile project that fails, I think it does leave a sour taste in fans that do support fan films financially. And I do think that they are inclined to give less to future productions, even if they're not related to whatever the thing that blew it up for everyone else. So that's how I feel about things. I never contributed to that MMPR fan film. I was going to support Teenagers with Attitude too, but unfortunately it wasn't funded, so they didn't charge anything and I know Cisco has moved on to other things, but what are your guys' thoughts on maybe the whole fan film aspect of, of Power Rangers? Chris, I know you have some... <laughs> of course I do. I'll be, I'll be quick and I'll leave it short okay. and that way everyone can have time. When it comes to the MMPR fan film thing, what's that 
douchebag's name that ran it. Um, he should probably be in prison for fraud, in my opinion. The guy's a jerk, uh, egotistical jerk who talked down to the fandom itself, treated the fandom like crap, to a point where to he was point. banned on every to forum, pretty much. Yeah, exactly. I have no sympathy for him. He's like, oh, my grandma was sick. I don't care. Uh, you rip people off for almost $40,000. Um, you can go to hell. To all the actors in that show that defended him and defended the lack of updates, they should be ashamed of themselves. They should apologize to all the people they took money from. Um, but they won't because, you know, they're actors. And, yeah, that MMPR fan film puts such a bad taste in people's mouths that it makes everybody hesitant to do stuff. The reason I think Teenagers with Attitude 2 didn't get funded has nothing to do with Cisco or the type of product he was putting out because he proved with Teenagers with Attitude number 1, he can put out a great little short film. Like, I loved the first one. Absolutely loved it. But here's the problem. Between Amy Jo Johnson and, and every Power Ranger actor ever coming out asking you to fund a project. It's hard. Now there's an actual movie coming out as well. It's a lot harder now to get anything fan film that's Power Rangers related uh, to be made, especially the the Power Slash Rangers that came out. That also mm-hmm. killed like a lot of things for a lot of fan film directors. Um, it's just, it's too saturated now. It's too saturated. There's too much bad blood, like uh, Mike Chat, who hasn't given an update on the $10,000 she took from people. So No, 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 not, not Mike Chat. Oh, oh, sorry, uh, Mike, sorry, Mike Chat. What's his name? The other dude. Michael Copon. Michael Copon. Michael Copon. Yeah. With uh, the independent Power Rangers movie. That, yes. Film. That took, uh, was a self-funded, or a funded, uh, you know, no goal met, so to speak. But, you know, your money that you're giving, it was a flexible thing, so it was still going to be given. Uh, that was, what, a year and a half ago now? Yeah. Um, no updates, $10,000 from fans. So that's why people, I think, were so negative when The Order was coming out. Because I think everyone's just tired of the Power Rangers asking us to fund their stuff. And that's going to ruin it for people that are aspiring film directors um, like Cisco, who are trying right. to put out fun, entertaining, and top-notch quality product. You're just not going to get the support that you could anymore. So... That's why that movie didn't get funded. That's why you're not going to see any more get funded. And it sucks in a way. And I, I blame MMPR fan film for one, uh, Power Slash Rangers for two, because for the casuals that want a dark, gritty version of their Power Rangers, there you go. And just so you know, those suits look more like the, the Power Rangers and the freaking movie suits do. Just throwing that one out there. Yeah. Um, and then the fact that every single Power Ranger ever uh, is asking you to fund whatever project they're doing, whether it's uh, organic mustard or a movie or a new album or a cookbook or a calendar, uh, I think it's just too much. Well said. Anyone else want to weigh in? I really hope this isn't like the negative show. I didn't mean it to be. <laughs> I'll bring the baby back. I love the baby. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a whole lot to say because, to be totally honest, Teenagers with Attitude and Zordon of Eltar are the only fan films of anything I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And that's because I listen to to you guys talk to Cisco. But I've never been too tuned in to to fan films, fan writing, stuff like that. So I, I honestly don't know a whole lot about it and I never... Never have really gotten too tapped into it. All right, that's fair. Zach? I agree with what you guys were talking about, Eric and, and Chris. There, there's so much saturation of all these different projects now where it's just like it's it's just too much. And it, it sucks because genuinely good projects like Teenagers with Attitude just get swept under the rug because of it. I think Cisco was coming at it from a, a pure 
as a fan, I want to do this as a fan perspective. And he did most of that work for both Zordon of Eltar and Teenagers with Attitude on his own. I mean, he was doing all the effects, all the directing, all the filming and stuff. I applaud fans like that who take it upon themselves to do fan film project like that. But I think it kills any momentum with, with all this other saturation where people are asking Power Ranger fans for money and it kind of pushes the smaller independent stuff that might actually be creatively awesome for these projects, other projects that, you know, may or may not fail. And it's kind of a roll of the dice if you're donating to that because you have no guarantee that it will get made. Shane? <laughs> um, so I've never... <laughs> you haven't seen the film? <laughs> yeah. So I've never seen any of the fan films except for Power Slash Rangers. And I kind of uh-huh. like that one. Um, so my whole thing is, like, if you're taking an established product and you're trying to right. do your own thing with it and ask for money, don't create something and give it to the fans versus asking them to give something to you to make it. I yeah. I get the oversaturation. I, I'm sick of hearing about Power Ranger actors asking for money for all the various things that they want to do. Why don't you do some of that stuff first and then like sell your, like the fruits of your labor and stuff, us funding the fruits of your labor and, mm-hmm. and then maybe not getting a return investment. So I'm just, I'm not a well fan said. film well person. Said. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. Yay. I made up some of the points for not watching movies. <laughs> <laughs> you get one point. Oh, that brings you to negative 99 <laughs> oh, oh come on I actually want Shane back on the show at some point. Come on. and so finally we're going to close off the show we didn't do a, a Ranger Nation um, answers question this week just because I'm up to my eyeballs at, at work with work so I just pulled some comments that we got from our Facebook uh, when we did post about the movie suits and kind of people's like first reactions on them. So these are all from Facebook. First, uh, Michael Wilson said, the suits are too busy. There's too much going on as it looks like they have a striped underlayer and then a raised top section, not unlike the White <laughs> Ranger shield and also additional shoulder pads and other lumps and bumps. And that's not before what other bizarre hologram effect that they are adding to the diamond in post. John Gale said, I thought it was Iron Man with a really big chest piece. (laughs) (laughs) Tyler Oakley said, the suit still looks meh. John Walls said, that is a lot better than the digital image. And he was referring to the uh, on-set pictures. Juan Carlos Sanchez says, I like it. It's not too bad. A little too much Iron Man. I also like the pink ranger that she doesn't have a skirt. Robbie Eleanor said, love it. LOL. And I don't even like Iron Man. Uh, (laughs) Fernando Loyola said, it looks like a mixture between the Iron Man and the new RoboCop. Uh, The helmet needs some work. Uh, Daniel Diaz said, it feels like something I've seen at a fan-made poster like Power Rangers Revamp 2018 or something like that. Yeah, there's been some fan kind of 3D renderings over the years of mm-hmm. various imaginings. I think that what he was referring to. And then Jesus uh, Espinoza said, looks great, double exclamation point. So I think that about does it for this episode. Just going to go down the list. Uh, Chris, where can people find you online? When you're not taking care of baby. 
which is hardly ever anymore. Twitter, I'm at Rankle. I'm also the webmaster over at tokunation.com. If you're more into things that are not Power Rangers related, I'm also staff at tfw2005.com, toyart.com, apparently histank.com. I'm going to the G.I. Joe convention next week as a favor uh, since I'm not going to to San Diego. So I'm showing up for one day to take pictures and coming home. It's going to be really painful because I drive up to Loveland. like a two-hour trip, but whatever. Kind of working on a new version of Takin Toku. <gasps> Gasp! Soon as, <laughs> as soon as someone gets a logo, I'm, go- I'm gonna work on. It. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we're waiting it's... for is the logo. We're like, yeah, everything's done for our our big. Okay, don't reveal. pin that all on me. <laughs> We're like, everything's ready for our big announcement reveal. We just need a logo now. And that was like two weeks ago. And then I just... Hey, you just sent me that email. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm going to send you guys a, a, a cool picture Tom did. So, Soling Chu Tom, right? Uh, over at Token Nation, the, the Japanese toy hand peddler that everyone owes money to all the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, at e- I want to say it's Eternal Con. You might shoot me. It might be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's Eternal Con up in New York. Um, He's hosting the Riko Chiba and uh, Yuta panel. Oh, that is so awesome. And they also asked him to design an exclusive print to go with it. He posted it on Twitter. It looks amazing. It looks yes. really great. Oh, yeah. And he did all the coloring on that, right? He did all of it. Oh, he did all of it? Yep. Oh, holy shit. No, I don't know if he... I don't think he necessarily drew them. I think he did some... The helmets, I want to say, he found uh, images of and just took them and blanked them out or whatever and then recolored them and all that fun stuff. Yeah, it looks amazing. So, fun stuff coming from Togu Nation. Shane, plug away for your podcast because okay. it's awesome. Okay, well, first, you can find me in your local Toys R Us's and Targets and Walmarts finding <laughs> toys before you do, because that's usually what happens. Um, also, but for real, you can find uh, me on the Ranger Pride podcast. Uh, it's at twitter.com slash rangerpridecast, and we have new episodes every Wednesday. Uh, we talk about our Ranger stuff, Super Sentai stuff. We try to have a good time and stay positive. Yeah, yes. unlike this. I know. I have. I don't know. Like this will bleed over into tomorrow's show. I feel like because <laughs> we record on Tuesdays, and I'm just gonna be so Debbie Downer. Okay, what, why don't I come on your show tomorrow and just be like super positive? <laughs> Can you be? Because I don't know if you'll be able to like like negate my negativity that I'm carrying now. I'm sorry. <laughs> so dark cloud. Yeah. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at Shane Alenko. I don't do anything but post like pictures of Pokemon and talk about Pokemon nowadays. <laughs> it's my life. It's just fun. Yeah, you'll see all the shinies I complain about getting because it's not the exact one I want. Oh, so. your life is so hard. Right? I have five shinies from my pal park thing. I just want one specific and I can't get them, but I got five others that are just sitting <laughs> waiting to be have- skinned or thrown away. I have zero in my whole life, Shane. Zero. Wait, <laughs> the free shinies that were given away last month? I oh, it's a big, it's a big long story. I, oh, <laughs> I, I can, I can hook you up. Hey, with hey some Shane. Shinies. Yes, Shane. I can make yes. you feel better about your lack of seeing movies. Oh, I don't feel bad about it. <laughs> I, I've never, he has no shame. I have never played Pokemon before. Oh, I, hurts my I've soul. I've also. 
I also <laughs> never played Pokemon. Okay, before. so Pokemon <laughs> is a pretty good game. It's adorable, <laughs> but really, I it like. It um, fills the need to collect things. Like, yes. if there's no new Power Ranger toys, I, I just gotta go hunt for Pokemon in my games. And I have a Japanese I, 3DS and an American 3DS and all the games, on. and so I'll just do it through both of them and go crazy. That so <laughs> what, what, so much. <laughs> what we've learned tonight is me, Shane, and Doug need to do a Pokemon podcast together. I okay. would love to <laughs> leading up to Sun and Moon, I would be so down. Yes! This is gonna happen now. <laughs> <laughs> and just just ho- Zach just host on the the Four Hide Radio Network, and mm-hmm. and now we've got a Pokemon podcast. Yep, there you go. I'm sure I'm sure Steve will love that. <laughs> <laughs> and and then Doug, where can people find you? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm just a guy with a Twitter, so I'm Doug at <laughs> Doug Watching, and that's pretty much it. But you're also our our favorite listener. Aww, did you talk a lot? You about hear that, everybody? <laughs> that i can also That's talk true. about for hours and hours I, I could do that i could do that yeah I, I tweet about survivor a lot i've been tweeting about pokemon a lot i pretty much just tweet about the things i watch so and occasionally i i end up on a podcast somehow hey you know what we're still getting comments about that power ranger survivor episode like months after the fact As so should, it was so good like i said in my what, comment to you guys i made up an entire season yeah. right after <laughs> that's awesome well that's we're actually doug, doug and i are bringing it back later this year we're gonna follow the um survivor uh concept of you know having a spring show and a winter show so we're gonna do power rangers survivor number two yeah, uh, sometime this fall awesome yep. it won't be five hours <laughs> well that's but... depressing to hear unless you're gonna say it's six hours you guys should what? you guys should do it just like they do with Survivor. So like leave it on a cliffhanger and then do the live <laughs> reveal show at Power Morphicon. Dun dun dun. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> no one will care. Um, That's right. Anyway. Ranger Nation, let us know what you think. If you have questions, email us at rangercommandpowerhour at gmail.com. Uh, you can check us out at rangercommand.com. Our Twitter's having a shit ton of problems, Ugh. but if you want to follow us there, it's uh, Ranger Command PH. We're also on Instagram and Facebook, which are probably right now the more reliable social media avenues. And those you can follow us at Ranger Command Power Hour, all one word. Later, guys. Bye. <laughs> You've been listening to the Ranger Command Power Hour, only on the Four Eyed Radio Network. You can catch a new episode every other Saturday. Find us on the Morphing Grid at www.rangercommand.com. Follow us on Twitter at rangercommandph and like us on facebook.com slash rangercommandpowerhour. This is Trucky B47 from the Ranger Command Power Hour and you are listening to the Four Eyed Radio Network. Ranger Command is now on Patreon. Become a patron by pledging as much or as little as you like every month and receive cool perks. By pledging, you are helping us make our show even better. Go to patreon.com slash rangercommandph to learn more. Thanks 